for joining us on Open Book here on KPFA 94.1. I'm your guest host, Victoria Fernandez. I'm joined here by playwright Jose Rivera. He's a recipient of two Obie Awards for playwriting for Marisol and references to Salvador Dali Make Me Hot, a Fulbright Arts Fellowship, a Whiting Foundation Award, and a McKnight Fellowship and a 2005 Impact Award. He may be best known as a screenwriter for The Motorcycle Diaries receiving a 2005 Academy Award nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay. His play, School of the Americas, about Che Guevara's last two days of life, is presented by Teatro Vision at San Jose's Mexican Heritage Plaza through February 10, 2008. ACT, the American Conservatory Theater, is also presenting another play, Brain People, at ZM Theater throughout through February 16th. We are also joined by Elisa Marina Alvarado, founding member and artistic director of Teatro Vision. She's an actress, director, and community organizer, active in the Chicano movement for over 30 years. In addition to CODIS's The New Works program, she's established Teatro Vision's educational program, the Instituto del Teatro, which offers a comprehensive training in culture and community-based theater for Latino communities. Welcome. Thank you for joining us here at Open Book. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And um, let's get started with Jose Rivera. Jose, um, what led you to write uh, School of the Americas? I was reading that you really don't start writing a play until there's enough there after having gestated in your mind for several years. Was it a natural offshoot of uh, having worked on and doing all the research for the screenplay for Motorcycle Diaries? Yes, it, it was quite quite a natural um, segue from from the film. I had done so much research on Che and uh, felt that the Motorcycle Diaries, um, though it very, I think, you know, well captured his youth and his coming of age, uh, there was so much more to that person and to that story that I felt still needed to be uh, told. And when I encountered the story of Julia Cortez, who was the school teacher who befriended Che right before he died, I felt I had the vehicle um, from which I could tell the remaining part of his story and uh, to also uh, examine what what Che's final days were like um, and what that final friendship with Julia Cortez was like. Um, so, you know, um, I did have a lot of material and uh, a great deal of... Um, of information and knowledge that that I felt I still hadn't um, completely used uh, and wanted to use it uh, for this play. And um, and apparently this is uh, in part based on historical fact, right? Uh, the school teacher he spent time with wrote about her time with him. Uh, no, I don't believe she's ever written about it. She was interviewed um, for a documentary film called The Bolivian Diaries. Uh, and that film traces Che's final year in Bolivia and uh, interviews people who were uh, impacted by him or uh, were somehow part of that campaign. Um, and Julia Cortez is interviewed in that film, and that's where I first encountered her. And I thought that uh, there was something about her spirit and her intelligence and, and uh, the obvious fact that um, this encounter really changed her life, that I felt that there was there was a drama there. Um, that this woman's encounter with with a great man um, is something uh, to talk about in terms of drama, and so that really was the uh, the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's really I, I I got the opportunity to see the play on Saturday, and it, it the found the part I found most fascinating is in fact their conversation and sort of the way they engaged each other and 
the way you saw it, because Chaya is such an icon mm-hmm. at this point, you know, whether it's on, you know, my friend's, her teenage kids' bands, you know, or on a napkin in, in Tony Gottlieb's, you know, movie. He's just everywhere. He's become this icon, this, um, you know, almost to a point where he's this, you know, leftist caricature. And, mm-hmm. um, and your play really just shows this really wonderful, gives him such complexity that we don't get from, you know, his picture on a pair of van shoes or, right. or, you know, somebody's t-shirt. And, uh, you get to see the man, his doubts and his concerns and all, also her doubts is, mm-hmm. even though she's just a school teacher, she has tremendous doubts about the work that she's doing. That, that's right, absolutely right, yeah. I mean, it was important to me in both the film and the play that we get beyond the mythology and get to the, at least an approximation of the essence of what that human being was like. Doubts, flaws, fears, everything. Um, you know, he was an obsessive man, he was a driven man, he was idealistic, he was highly self-critical, he was intolerant of weakness in other people, uh, a full range of uh, complex <laughs> human emotions. Most definitely. And, um, and yeah, this, I, I love the, the doubt that, um, just his full-blown humanity that you show, like the doubt he has about his work is, is really great. Just mm. that point in the play is, is really wonderful. Yes, Elisa Marina Alvarado. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think it's so uh, important to do that work of really um, making more complex and multi-layered um, our our examination of the leaders and that we hold up you know, on high, and um, it's just the important work of this time. There's when we, as individuals or as a society, um, make life black and white. Uh, we we it's very easy. The next step is to polarize. The next step is is to um, this this kind of simplification or, or a boiling down um, of of life and processes and dynamics that um that leads to uh, i i think like a a a loss of uh of of uh, certainly of understanding if if not a you know that that dumbing down that um makes it such an easy target for um the market forces and 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 you know the rhetoric and the propaganda like we heard in the, <laughs> in the president's speech last night so um, if it, we do need to learn from Che's life uh-huh. and from his example, mm-hmm. and and this is the kind of work that has to happen in order to learn from him and from his sacrifice. Great. Um, that that brings me to some other questions that I'm, I have down the road for you. But um, Jose, I wanted to uh, ask you too. The, the play is obviously political because of its main character. There's no ex- escaping it. So. Um, issues about class struggle are brought up, the importance of education and knowledge. Um, but also a big part of it is uh, the role that uh, the United States play uh, plays in the world at that time or was playing in the world at that time. Uh, why was it important to you to include um, a, lo- a lot about the United States in School of the Americas? Well, in, in many ways, I think that Che defined his uh, his role in, in the world as... Uh, a force in opposition to 
the foreign policy of the United States. Um, you have to remember, you know, at the time of his death, the Vietnam War was was raging. Um, you know, there there had been an enormous long history of North American intervention in the affairs of South America, uh, invasions, coups, um, all kinds of dirty tricks. Um, and Che was astute enough to, to, to really see all that and to really believe that it's the United States, um, continuous, um, you know, uh, meddling in the affairs of other countries that, that is a great problem in the third world. Um, and, uh, you know, he has a famous quote where he says, I would like to make hundreds of Vietnams. And uh, I think he saw that the, the struggle in Vietnam was the struggle of a third world um, people saying enough uh, to the United States, enough of your imperialism, enough of your interference, and that um, Che really believed that uh, South America needed to turn into another kind of Vietnam. Um, and so, you know, when we look at our, our time at the moment and see the war in Iraq, and uh the many parallels between this war and vietnam you know it's it's uh, he would be one of those people right now uh speaking against this war um and uh against globalization against nafta uh against all kinds of american shenanigans um and uh so uh, to me you know it's 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 a highly relevant story because the story of North American uh, imperialism is not finished. Most certainly, yes. Uh, Elisa, did you have a, a comment? Yes, I was just um, reflecting on... <coughs> I was living in Peru um, in 1963-64. I was a child, but um, I do uh, recall my parents talking about the USAID program, and it was a... Uh, kind of a, a, a front, sort of a Peace Corps type of front where they were providing health services in the Andes and it was later found that uh, they were actually sterilizing indigenous women against their, their knowledge and permission. And, um, and I witnessed an incredible um, cruelty and, and uh, uh, discrimination against indigenous people there. And I, and I kind of wonder, and I, I, one of the things that's very interesting to me about this play is that um, Che being in Bolivia after this year is is understanding the the life, the experience, and the role of indigenous people in creating change in Latin America. Um, and I wonder if he had lived, if he might have approached things differently in terms of working with indigenous populations there. Mm-hmm. He does in this play, and it's wonderful that um, uh, Jose has this in the play that he he regrets not having learned the. Uh, the and Aymara and, and uh, Quechua languages of the people there. So um, it's it's um, there's a lot of it's very very uh, interesting um, lessons I think for uh, for those of us that are looking at, with hope mm-hmm. at Latin America right now and seeing Hugo Chavez, Evo Morales, and and um, you know I can't help but just want to believe that uh, they are there because of the legacy of Che Guevara. Yeah, it's a it's a really uh, great part of the play where he does uh, realize his error and his uh, inability to connect with the people of Bolivia. It's really uh, great to see sort of that because uh, people want to uh, 
because of the way he's been, you know, made an icon and, you know, we're all human. You know, we, we need to learn and grow from our, our mistakes or mm-hmm. from our misjudgments. So that's really the one, a really wonderful part of the play. And, you know, the, the sad irony is that, you know, at the moment, I think, of his greatest um, self-knowledge, um, he wasn't able to live long enough to then follow up on what he learned. You know, he, he came to the end knowing, as, as you just said, that, you know, his approach had not worked. Um, and had he lived another 20 years, he would have had time to correct that and, and do it the right way. And that's one of the, the tragedies of his life is that the moment of, of ultimate self-knowledge, he's killed. I, well, you just brought me down. Thanks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's so depressing. Yeah. Okay, but Shay lives. But he, de- you know, and hopefully he does in in this place certainly. And um, Jose Rivera, um, your work has premiered in the Public Theater in New York, LATC, ACT. You've received numerous awards. Um, it's likely that you can show your work in any theater. Why did you choose to work with Teatro Vision? Well, that's uh, a good question. They chose me. (laughs) Um, You know, the play had been done in New York and uh, done very well, but the critics were really unkind, and that has a terrible effect on the life of a play once it's been produced in New York. So it's taken these years uh, for the second production of the play to occur. And so this this production in San Jose is um, is really the second production, and uh, <clears throat> as I said recently, I think the hardest production to get for a play isn't the first; it's the second. And so hopefully this will open the door for more uh, productions of this play. I know there's one uh, being done in Tucson uh, later on this year. Borderlands Theater. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that. Uh, you know that the subject matter and, and and the very simplicity of the play in terms of its production values will will attract uh, more theaters to it. That's great. Uh, you're listening to Open Book. I'm your guest host, Victoria Fernandez, and you're listening to KPFA 94.1. I'm here with playwright Jose Rivera and Elisa Marina Alvarado, artistic director of Teatro Vision. And um, Elisa, my next question is for you. So. You chose, uh, you went after Jose Rivera. How, how did, um, why did you choose to work with him? And how does uh, School of the Americas fit into Teatro Visiones' uh, mission? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Teatro Vision produces work that we're, we're dedicated to producing work by Latinos, um, playwrights, or a work that um, explores the Latino experience. And we have, um, I've actually followed Jose's work for probably 15 years. And um, it's interesting because a good part of our audience is uh, Chicano, Mexicano in San Jose. And um, and so we we have periodically uh, done plays um, about uh, Chilenos and Puerto Ricans. And, and, um, and we found, we've just been kind of getting the ground ready for continuing to broaden our our audience's um understanding of the diversity of the latino experience and and our, our sort of our shared uh cultural artistic uh, herencia um so that that's well, that's one thing is i i do try to include work in our season that is uh, not not specifically about chicanos mexicanos also um this jose rivera is a a very very important playwright um 
in terms of Latino theater. I, not not to mean that he's a, you know just a specifically a Latino playwright, but his work has certainly um, con- made a, a huge contribution uh, to our our body of work that we can point to. Um, I much Chicano theater is really born of um, plays, kind of devised, created plays, collective creation, uh, improvisation, uh, agitprop type of work, and we have uh, really grown as a theater company to uh, a place where we can pr- uh, produce language-based plays, uh, such as the work of Jose Rivera, and uh, it's something that we want to do very much, and it's kind of been a process of making sure that we're ready to do his work. And um, now that we are about to celebrate our 25th anniversary, I thought it's definitely time <laughs> to produce one of his plays. Um, and then, frankly, uh, we, we're we very proud that we have a large youth audience. And uh, many of our uh, audience members... Uh, Love Che Guevara. They have, you know, like as you mentioned, the the vans. <laughs> che, <laughs> right, right. Um, and so we felt it, it's important that uh, that we encourage and, and kind of share with um, uh, with youth and with students uh, this this work that that can really provide an insight into Che Guevara. And um, how do you make sure that the community that surrounds you gets to see these plays? Is often um, theater isn't always uh, within reach. Um, to the general population, often mm-hmm. it, because of the ticket prices, it can exclude people. So, how does Teatro Vision make that mm-hmm. um, make that available to the community? We've uh, really worked, and I and I have to thank in particular um, Carlos Velasquez for the work on this play. Um, we really use a lot of uh, techniques from community organizing. Uh, we have strong partnerships with. Um, Lots of organizations in the Latino community, like immigrants' rights organizations, uh, with the schools, um, mutually supportive relationships. Like you know, we try to help each other um, with their work. But so that's that's one thing. Then certainly your usual marketing kind of approaches of ads and and PR uh, uh, press releases. But it's really about building relationships uh, with the community that that we build our audience. Mm-hmm. And you also offer free viewing. Free we show? offer free the free um, the previews are free for teachers. Um, mm-hmm. All we've done that for years. We really try to support the work that teachers are doing and encourage them to come see a play, so they will in turn bring their school their um, classes. And our first Sunday is always free for the community. We have group discounts. We have lots of ways to see. Lots the play. of ways, so people. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that people are mm-hmm. aware of that. That there are ways that they can see this. That's uh, within their reach, Mm -hmm. affordable and within their reach. And um, and my next question too is also for you. um, What is the maintaining a theater is not easy. What is the state of Chicano theater today? I mean, you're the only. My understanding is that you're one of the few Chicano theater. Mm In the country, in the, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say on the west yeah, coast. Yeah. I didn't want to yeah. say in the country. I mean, certainly but okay. there's Teatro Campesino in San Juan Bautista, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and we're very glad that uh, you know they're they're doing well. Um, but uh, we're the only company um, that's producing a a season in a 500 seat state of the art theater. Um, we there is a company in uh, the Latino. Theater company thing, LA that's based now in LATC, uh, Jose. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah they're and they're just kind of coming online um, in Los Angeles. Um, they've been around for quite a while, but they now have a space where they can produce a season. Um, so we are definitely an endangered species. 
<laughs> how do you, how do you, how does, how has Teatro Vision, I mean, you, you're coming upon your 25th anniversary, mm-hmm. how have you survived to this? Well, certainly again, the relationships with the community, um, doing work that is relevant and of interest to, particularly to the Latino community, um, and uh, we also um, have done work in, uh, over the past uh, five years in Spanish. One of mm-hmm. our plays will be in Spanish um, each season. Um, we also, uh, you know, frankly, internally, um, really try to apply best practices in terms of how we work. You know, the the kind of um, uh, evaluation we do of our own work and and uh, working as a team and and just the planning and. Um, so that that's something that uh, we've I think uh, distinguishes from a lot of um, theater or community organizations. We really work hard internally. Our processes are are very strong. That's great. And uh, what do you have coming up? And when is your 25th anniversary? And what do you? That's next season. I'm still working on <laughs> the season. Actually, <laughs> um, our next production is in April, and it mm-hmm. is a um, actually a. It'll be a Northern California premiere of a play mm-hmm. called Hero by Luis Alfaro. And it's about a young Chicano coming home from the Iraq War uh, to a family that wants to welcome him. And um, But the family's changed, he's changed, and it's all very strange. And relevant mm-hmm. for us today, certainly. And... Uh, and how your with the Spanish language plays? Do they get? Um, is there a difference in attendance? Is there? Uh, no, actually, some of our Spanish language plays have been better attended than some of our English. Um, and I know other theater companies just look at us like, "Wow, you know, you've got a largely a young audience and a Spanish-speaking audience." So we're very, very proud of the audience that uh, that we have. We also should mention um, we uh, do many of our plays if they're in English, like this one, School of the Americas, we project a Spanish translation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, uh, the equipment to do that, and people are really, really enjoying that. makes so it available to the Spanish-speaking audience. Oh, kind of like the UN Translate, you buy a headset or you get a headset? No, it's actually a very, uh, uh, it's a film uh, projector, and it projects uh, the text. And we design the set in a way that um, the, the banner that we use to project the text onto becomes part of the uh, element of the set. Oh, that's Design. great. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, we're here. This is Open Book. I'm your guest host, Victoria Fernandez, here with uh, playwright Jose Rivera and uh, artistic director for Teatro Vision, Elisa Marina Alvarado. And uh, Jose, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, you have another, you are a busy man, mm-hmm. and uh, you have another play here. Uh, uh, pl- uh, Brain People opens up uh, in just a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, over at the American Conservatory Theater. Can you tell us a little bit about that play? Certainly. Um, That's a very different play. Um, It's much more um, poetic and um, uh, sort of mysterious play. It's about three women. Um, I've called the play in the past a postmodern mad tea party. Um, Each of the women are crazy in their own way. One of them has 11 personalities. Uh, <laughs> one of them's uh, obsessed with love and the other's obsessed with death. And uh, they are complete strangers to each other and they come together to have this dinner. And um, they, the setting is a dystopian Los Angeles of, of the near future uh, that's living through martial law and curfews and tanks on the streets and 
ID checkpoints every hundred feet. Um, you know, it's an exa- it's an exaggeration of the world we live in today. Um, and so it's a world. It's a play about inner and outer madness. It's the inner madness of these women and the outer madness of the society they live in. And uh, despite my uh, description, it's also funny. Despite your description, okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean, your description kind of gives me the sense that it's going to be extremely interesting and yeah. probably very funny. Well, the crazy part, I mean, not to overuse that word, is that one of the central events of the play is that there's a tiger that eats a family. And uh, I had written this play many years ago, and it's getting its world premiere at ACT now, and completely, you know, by accident, uh, obviously tigers play a very large part in the consciousness of San Francisco at the moment. <laughs> so it's just an interesting convergence of, um, you know, imagery and poetry and, and live event. Absolutely. Yes, and, and I was reading from the descriptions that bring that this tiger is present throughout the play. Could you explain? Well, the, yeah, I mean, the tiger is in the past, uh, and the event that precipitates the plays far in the past. It's when this young woman's family is eaten by a tiger. But tiger mythology and um, other forms of, of the tiger are present in the play. And I, if I say more, I'll give it away. Um, but that that's very true, that, that it has a living presence. Okay, great. And um, we, we're running a little bit out of time. Is there anything more that you want to tell us about uh, brain people and... and uh and working with ACT. Yeah, you know, it's it's a ACT is a wonderful theater. I've always wanted to work there. It's my first time uh, at ACT, and Car- uh, Carrie Perloff uh, is a big believer in, in me and my work, and a great supporter. So I'm very excited to be to be working at that theater. Uh, this is a world premiere. Uh, our director Che Yu is a Los Angeles-based director, very visual. A wonderful, wonderful director, and we have a stellar cast. Uh, so I, th- I think uh, it's going to be quite a show. Excellent. And um, and how has it been? Uh, just getting back to, I want to bring it back a little bit to School of the Americas. How was that uh, prepping for that the West Coast premiere of that play and and getting that uh, to open up here at Teatro Visión? Are you, um, uh, in to terms of the, the production work? Uh, what it was like for Jose to work with Teatro um, oh. Vision? Yeah, you know, I didn't. Uh, I came into the process very late um, and um, uh, saw the play when the audience saw the play. So I had no, more, no participation um, except uh, my blessings. Except your blessings. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it hard sometimes to let let go of your work and let others take it over? Are, well, are you used to that at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of what you do as a playwright. I mean, you, you, the, the play is yours for a long time, and then you give it to a director and a cast. It belongs to them, and they, in turn, give it to an audience. So, it, it, you know, you, it never, it's not that it slips out of your grasp, but you do share it, and, um, you know... Uh, you never know what's going to happen until that moment occurs, that moment of sharing, and, and an audience becomes part of the chemistry of the play. You just never know what happens, and that's, to me, part of the delicious uh, reality of the live event and what makes live theater uh, so so wonderful and, and why it's lasted for thousands of years. Wonderful. I want to thank you both. Thank you to playwright Jose Rivera, and uh, thank you to... 
Elisa Marina Alvarado, Artistic Director of Teatro Visión. Jose Rivera's play, School of the Americas, is here at San Jose's Mexican Heritage Plaza, presented by Teatro Visión through February 10th, 2008. And uh, Jose Rivera is also presenting, um, is also uh, having another play here, presented by ACT. Uh, it's called Brain People, and it's showing through February 16th at CM Theater. Thank you, Elisa, and thank you, Jose, for joining me today on Open Book. Thanks so much. Thank you. Goodman's on the spot, truthful news to uh, to everything in between.